everybody and welcome back to Retrosonic Podcast. This is episode two. Uh, my name is Steve from the Retroman blog and as always I'm joined by Adam from the Jetsonics. Good evening. And rock photographer extraordinaire Mr Paul Slattery. And good evening too. And let's cut the chat straight away and get right down to it. Good. This is Marsha Hunt and Hot Rod Popper. Following the last episode's sample quiz that I gave you with the Chambers Brothers, yeah, you recognise that anywhere? No, this, this week was uh, from Paul Weller's. No, oh, you knew it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I knew it anyway, because I've got that. Yeah. I have that LP at home. But yeah, um, was it Aha, Oh Yeah? Uh-huh. Or, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh Yeah, uh-huh. from Paul Weller on his okay. debut album. Yeah. Uh, so that was um, Hot Rod Popper, and that was from 
1969 track record single. Well, that was a B-side of a cover of Dr. John's Walk on Guilty Splinters. Um, it's a good track, wasn't it? And that was written by Mark Bolan originally, as when he was in his mod band John's Children. Uh, and you can find a session of that as like Hot Rod Mama. He does a version. Okay. And uh, that's Marsha Hunt. She was in Hair. She was in Hair the musical, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. Not yes, she was on. She yes. had her afro was on the yeah. on the famous poster. That's wasn't right. She? And then That's she she was more of an actress, uh, you know. And, and she didn't yeah. do many records. And mm. she had one good album um, called Woman Child, um, which is on track records again about nine, mm. early seventies. And then did she sort of did a later disco-y type. Album, which, you know, but you know, who produced that record, Steve? I mean, that's that's an amazing production. Of course, Fantastic. you know, on the same label as um, Jimi Hendrix was uh, mm. making his records back at, in, at that exact time, and mm. uh, the Small Faces too. Yeah. Mm. So track was track was quite a go ahead uh, uh, record label then. I, I always used to buy track records. All the singles had pressed. Um, labels, didn't they? They didn't have paper labels. Mm. With, uh, with that sort of beigey mm. colour. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So Bright, Brighton talk- Band called the Depression is on track. Were they? Punk mm. band, yeah. I can't mm. think of any other punk bands on track. I'm sure there were. Arthur Brown. <laughs> was he a punk? He was on. No, he might have been a punk. He was certainly a punk when he burnt his hair. <laughs> but um, he was certainly on track as well. Uh, Fire, I think, is on track. Is it? I, I, yeah. uh, and she was meant to be the inspiration for the Stones' Brown Sugar as well. Oh. Yeah. And you mentioned Jimi Hendrix. Well, apparently now, I mean, she recovered from cancer and she seems to be writing a book about Hendrix at the moment. That's the last sort of mm. news I, I heard about her. But uh, even that one seven-inch single of Walk on Gilded Splinters and that one as a B-side is a, is a great... And again, on track record, it's like one of those perfect seven-inch records. Yeah. Like, mm. um, probably the yeah, best good, good thing she's ever well done. done. Amazing production. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And next up, we've got Graham Day and the Solar Flares with Windsor Oval.
Graham Day and the Solar Flares with Windsor Oval and that was taken from his uh, 2004 Big Beat Records album called Laughing Sons and I had to play a Graham Day track because he's one of my all-time favourite musicians um, right back from The Prisoners and he's one of those, I, when I was thinking I had to play a track and you know you must have some of those artists where you, you're looking at all the songs and you think you could, just, you could stick a pin in the song list and you could just pick out any track yeah. that would be as good as that one and um, it's difficult to choose which band. I mean, he's obviously the Prisoners is the obvious choice. Um, you know, then he was in the Prime Movers and the Solar Flares, and uh, his most recent lineup has been with the the Jailers, Grand Day and the Jailers, which has had. They're not touring very much. They don't. It doesn't seem to play many gigs, um, which is a real shame. So I'm I'm desperate to see him live again. You know. And, uh, well, I yeah. saw I saw the prisoners back in the, in their prime, Steve. You know, I'm sorry no. to say that. You know, I I know say... you're going to be very jealous about that, but. They were, you know, one of the movers and shakers from the from the Medway, mm. um, which has provided such um, a great source of uh, of garage and fantastic rock and roll power pop music. Mm. Yeah, Billy Childish, mm. Lem Price Three, our pals, Armitage Shanks, <laughs> <laughs> the Buff Medways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they get paid for advertising? Do you think? <laughs> Oh, what sanitary products? The <laughs> <laughs> Graham Day, great stuff. Yeah, great use of the Hammond organ. It's very yeah. easy for for an organ to sound twee on a yeah. record and, and, and stuck on, but it's really part of the whole thing there. Which and definitely, yeah, it's good stuff. Really, really moves along nicely. It's great. It's great just to hear the Hammond organ because uh, it's it's just such. A fantastic part of a rock and roll song mm. from time to time. Not you, you couldn't have a, a Hammond organ in every rock band, but uh, the, the guys that tend to play it are, are really good. Yeah. And, and Graham Day is one of the greatest exponents of, of the Hammond organ. Mm. Well, because James Taylor was the guy that played Hammond organ with the Prisons, wasn't he? And he went on to the to the famous James Taylor Quartet. Absolutely, sort of, mm. sort of fusion jazz funk and instrumental stuff mm. so and, and then the, 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 then they were copied really weren't they by I say the, the charlatans yeah they were that's right they, and they the spirals the yeah they really took that prisoner's sound and yeah like yeah. a lot of bands who sort of pave the way they get left behind and mm. yeah and other bands get all the commercial credit you know and I think yeah. Graham Day is one of those trailblazers you know really on that garage scene mm-hmm. and the Hammond mm-hmm. and that you know and um, I don't know you know I think he gets respect from a lot of people in, in the music scene but uh, deserves a lot more he deserves to play a gig definitely yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not carrying the hammer we can sort it in two <laughs> carry in two pieces yeah, and plug it together yeah. <laughs>
Specialist subject is is older UK punk. That was the Mekons and Where Were You, which mm. was their their second single from '78, I think it was. Which record label, Adam? Fast Product. Ah, Fast Product. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's perfect pop song. It's about you know all the punk records about GLC and mm. and about white rights. It really it is all about trying to cop off. Which is what that song's about. Mm-hmm. That's right. Rejection yeah. <laughs> and teenage angst. Yeah. And a very short song, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> apart from the long intro, which is brilliant. That's right. It's a great <laughs> intro. <laughs> and that's all you need three chords. There you yeah. go. I mean, a great band um, from Leeds, and I felt they were much less interesting when they learned how to play, but that's brilliant. Mm. Because they didn't play very well when I saw them, anyway. Well, yeah, I, I saw a storming gig at the Nashville. Did you? In 79. Wow. Uh, yeah, very, very good gig. That was a very early gig. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw them later on playing uh, at a gig at the Lyceum um, with Human League. Really? Yeah, Sheffield and Leeds together. I mean, of course there was a punch-up on stage, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Had to be. Yeah, Phil Oakey was all fists. But uh, uh, the Mekons were fantastic. They were a shambles, but a fantastic shambles. Exactly. Mm. And John Langford went on to do the Three Johns, Three didn't Johns, he? Yeah. Another, another great band we used to see at the Clarendon. Oh. I went to the Clarendon a lot. And then they changed, didn't they? I mean, the, the sort of Mekons that most people know are, are more of a, a sort of country band, aren't they, almost? Like a folk, well, yeah. folk band. And, yeah, more, more folky, I'd say, yeah. sort of electric yeah. folk. And, they've yeah. always had a really... But they've always experimented. Up, they? They've always been into experimental music yeah. as well. But, but yeah, I, I prefer the old stuff. Where Still just, going, you know, are they? Bashing around. Yeah, I think that they sort of yeah. still seem to pop up every now and again, don't they? They have a revolving yeah. lineup. Yeah, I think they've, they've, they've released a huge amount of albums. I yeah, think they're, yeah. I think they're still releasing, yeah. No, good choice, Anna, from your little bag of punk nuggets. Fantastic. Thank you. Yep. Excellent. Well, we'll have a change of pace next up. Um, I love the drumming on that, which is very uncultured. And I love the drumming on this next one, which is completely the opposite. This is uh, The Devastator by Stormy. Oh, 
There we go. My first, my first soul nugget. Mm, a prime and a prime cut um, of soul that was, Adam. Where did you dig mm, that up from? I was just having a, a, a little surf on the internet, and I just came across it randomly, and I loved it straight away. Mainly for the title, because you don't very often hear soul records called the Devastator, <laughs> or it's going to be heavy metal or something. <laughs> I just love the drumming. It's really, it's all behind the beat, and he's really showing off in it, mm. but in a good way. Yeah. He's really moving it along. Yeah. And you can mm. stop dancing now, Adam, when you're talking. You can sit down. <laughs> I was cutting your rug down. there. Yeah, you were, you were, yeah. It's got a big it's hole bald. in the rug anyway. It's bald now, yeah. <laughs> What's next, Steve? Next, we've got The Cute Lepers and Tribute to Charlie. with a tribute to Charlie and that's from their Adventure Time album which was released last year on the superb Damaged Goods record label 
with a good label. You're going to look out for a lot of the bands on there. Uh, and that's a band that's made up of members of the Briefs, who are sort of a American band, but they're more. In, I think they're from Seattle, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed to Joan Jett's Blackheart label in the States. And they're more an English sort of influence band, don't you think? That sort of reminded me a little bit of the early sort of new wave stuff. Yeah. Bit I, of the I, Saints, wasn't it, in that that we played? There, there was quite a lot of the Saints Know Your Product in that. I, I thought there was um, maybe a bit of New York Dolls in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, good, good stuff. And it's about a tribute to Charlie Harper, not a tribute yep. to uh, the White Powder. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tribute to Charlie Harper, who we love dearly, and yeah. we met. Last year, I met him for the first time last year, didn't we? we? The last gig of 2011 was a UK subs, and we met him, and what a, what a storming gig that was. A great gig. So that's our little tribute to Charlie Harper via the cute lepers, and um, one of my all-time heroes as well. And I love the line there when it says, all of my heroes, they die rockers. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was... Well, Charlie's 67, he ain't dead yet. He's still storming <laughs> on, isn't he? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Great little band, anyway. That's a cute little... Oh, I really like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Motors along. Yeah, yeah really motors uh, I like great. all the horns and the, and the ballroom piano. Fantastic yeah. production. Yeah. I think it is. I think that's... I, think, I, don't, I don't know how much they think about these things, you know, sometimes bands, you know, they just hammer it out. But that one, they've got everything. Yeah. They've got the... The one-note piano. Like yeah. I said, they've got the barroom piano. They've got the horns. They've got the, the backing, the female backing vocals as well. Great bit of drumming, you know. And um, one take. Yeah, it's a great song. One take in the studio, Everything. definitely. Yeah, yeah. They were drinking Southern Comfort. They went in the studio. And said, yeah, one take. Boom. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I'd like to think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we'd all like to say a big thank you to everybody that took the time to write in and uh, send us messages of support following the last uh, podcast. You know, we really appreciate the comments and um, we've thrown away the ones that we didn't agree with. But <laughs> great stuff, you know, so thanks very much indeed. And uh, it's nice to see that we've been appreciated, you know. I mean, we've uh, we played a couple of really nice little punk rock nuggets last time little from Adam and uh, the carpets have been in touch. And it's nice to hear a classic from the Carpets on the podcast, guys. Cheers. And that's from Jim Devlin of the Carpets. So thanks, Jim. And we've also had a little comment from the Fast Cars, you know, following Paul's little comment about the track being etched on your brain. Uh, we had a little message to say, hope it's still etched on your brain. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> you know, still is. still is, yeah. Forever. <laughs> and he's commented, good to hear our song still being discussed after all this time. They're both on Facebook, aren't they? Yeah, so have a look. Uh, please get in touch because uh, we like feedback. Uh, so email us, uh, get in touch on the Facebook page, get in touch on the Retromam blog page. Uh, we like all that stuff. Oh, here, uh, here's one for you, Paul. We had a message um, from a Wendy May Billingsley. and She says, Paul Slattery was the photographer who took the pics of my old band's first article in Sounds in June 1984. We made the Sounds front page with his photo. Do say hello from me. And that was Wendy May Billingsden. She was in a band called the Boot Hill Foot Tappers. Yeah, and do you remember them, Paul? I do, I do. I remember them well because they supported the Pogues at the London Irish Centre in Camden one night on the... must have been close to the 17th of March. Ooh, probably about 83, 84. Fantastic gig. And we've got another message for Paul here from oh. uh, Francis Barry Walsh in London. He says... Um, Paul, um, what was your favourite gig? 
My favourite gig. Yeah, what was the, the best live act you saw? The best live act I've ever seen, the best gig I've ever been to. Mm. Oh, that is, that's so difficult to put me on the spot and say, what's the best gig you've mm. ever been to? It's like saying, what's the best cheese you've ever eaten, isn't it, really? It's, it's so, what's your best favourite pop record? But, if you're going to put me on the spot, I think probably The Clash at the Mogador Theatre in Paris in uh, late summer of 1981 must be pretty close to about one of the best gigs I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. A, it was Paris, which mm. is always good. B, it was The Clash. C, it was the Mogador Theatre, which is this fantastic kind of art deco theatre in central Paris. D, French fans were absolutely potty. Mm. And it was it was absolutely an amazing gig. Oh. And you, you, you took do? photos of them, didn't I you? I took photos. I was on the side of the stage. I was backstage. And um, uh, a young Rashid Taha turned up. Oh, yeah, he's a great musician, yeah. yeah. And uh, loved The Clash. And, of course, Rashid uh, then covered uh, Rock the Casbah in Arabic. In, oh, it's a great in, cover, isn't it? That's a fantastic cover. Yeah. But I suppose, uh, yeah, that, that must be one of the great gigs I've ever been to. Is, is, oh, it, is it difficult... To appreciate the gigs when you're taking photos at the same time. Uh, do you feel like you're working? You do feel like you're working, but when you're at a great gig, you know you're at a great and gig. When it comes off, you feel part of it. I yeah, think. you do because you you just your hair sticks up on the back of your neck, and you just know it's just mm. everything's right, and you're right, and you're getting great pictures, mm. and everything's fantastic. So. Everything comes together, mm. but yeah, you're working. It's 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 a difficult thing when you're working. It's a difficult thing, I suppose, to support. I, I suppose to to appreciate what's going on in front of you. Although, because you're so intent on trying to get an image, maybe some of, you're not hearing what's happening. But mm. what you always doing is you're you're feeling it because you're you're down the front and you're you're, you're feeling what's going on and it's a feel it's just feeling for your picture and that mm. feeling is is mm. all part of of what the band's playing yeah. uh, so it, it, it's all you know the, the imagery uh, that you're taking and the band playing it's all part of one thing yeah. okay adam what is what would you say was your favorite Bizarrely enough, not in one of my favourite places, but it was in the Hammersmith Odeon, which is oh, a pretty soulless uh, place to watch a gig. But it all came together on one night, and it was Devo oh. supported by the members. Wow. And yep. and Devo just were amazing to watch. They were like nothing I'd ever seen before. And they were on total top form, and it was such a great stage show. And then before that, the members came on and played an absolutely blinding set. And uh, the Chelsea Nightclub album, they recorded Chelsea Nightclub live at that gig. And I think I can be heard shouting on it very loudly (laughs) somewhere. But it it, it was. It was just one of those nights where you go home buzzing and you can't sleep. And 
and mm. both bands were on top form and it just left a lasting impression on me. That was Be Stiff from Devo. That was uh, recorded live around about the time I saw the gig. You're going to get the chance to tread the same boards as the members on oh, June the 30th. I know, again. Yeah, so you'll be... Um, yeah, that, yeah be it, it all feels quite surreal when you're you're playing on on the same bill as uh, a band you used to bunk off school to go and watch mm. buy tickets for. So that, that's uh, still living the rock and roll dream. Excellent. And we've got a couple more emails from people here, which is great. Um, we have one here um, from Drakey Girl, and she says, Good tunes, good chat, good Sid James-style chortles. It's a winner. <laughs> I don't know who's the Sid James chortles are, Paul. <laughs> but thanks, Drakey Girl. That's nice. And uh, keep listening. And we've got here from well, from Sweden, we have uh, Wayne Lundqvist Ford, uh, who does a blog called The Ice Cream Man. And he said, Good stuff, mate. Look forward to the next one. So... Um, thanks Wayne and um, let's hope there is a next one 
Delvets and last time around. First time we've heard that. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. got me on that. Stumped yeah. me as well. That's a great. Good fact. slice of sixties psychedelic there. Yeah. Bit of garage nugget. That was on one of uh, the Lenny K nuggets. That's oh. where I've heard it. I don't know much about them. I guess they're sixties US band, but uh, I just love it. It sounds mm. sounds like they're all having a good time on that record. Mm. I bet they were. It. Yeah. Got any idea where they're from? So. They're from America. <laughs> 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 yeah, we all know what they were on back in the sixties. Anyway, the thing you is, you, you can hear some of those Nuggets bands, can't you? And you, you hear this like yeah. wonderful track, you know, on like one of Lenny K's or the Pebbles records, or, or you know, and and you you rush out and you you, you track down an album, and you find an album of them, and ninety nine percent of it is rubbish, but just that yeah. one track <laughs> is good. And there's so many bands like that, isn't there, from yeah. the era where. This well, that was one it. track, and that's enough, isn't it? And they, of course, of course acid was legal in those days. <laughs> acid was legal, and of course, you know, the great thing about acid is that that's the problem: is that not, you know, ninety-nine percent would be rubbish, but you'd get this one track which would be a, a complete and utter standout, yeah. and that would make the whole recording session worthwhile. Yep, I just like the 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 bass riff that really mm. moves it mm. along. Bass the fast-out guitar. 
Well, he's really having a good time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's even a bit of a, a punk rock football terrorist backing vocal on there, which is good mm. as well. It could all have works been, really well. It could have been pretty much written in any era of that, couldn't yeah. it? It could have been a punk band. Yeah. It, it sounds like a kind indie of... band now, you know, it's it's just got that classic timeless feel to it. Yeah, yeah. it's got that kind of Texas garage vibe to yeah. it too, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit of 13th floor elevator stuck in there yeah. some, mm. we'll, we'll look up on the internet and they'll turn out I've been from Wigan now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. Wigan's finest <laughs> Wigan's finest psychedelic punk rock band was that a Wigan accent? yeah <laughs> close to it yeah you probably fell in the canal <laughs> good choice Adam you stumped us on that one good excellent and next up we've got Fabian Del Sol with Just Like a Rose. Like a Rose from a Damaged Goods Records album called Between You and Me. And um, Fabian was a, is a French singer who moved to the UK in 1996 and joined a couple of engineers from Towrag Studios, um, Ed Deegan and Liam Watson, and formed a band called The Bristols, who I don't know if they did any gigs. I think they were just a sort of studio project, right. garage type thing. Um, and it's just gone solo and she's had three albums released which are really good you know they take that French yeah yeah influence like France Gaul and Sylvie Vartan and then you've got a little bit of the Serge Gainsbourg and Francoise Hardy stuff later on Pop it's, uh, yeah it's a good yeah. it's good sort of little yeah. French influence stuff you know you know I like my French influence music oui oui, oui, oui <laughs> uh, so that's Fabien Del Sol yeah puts you right in the mood for a Gaul war it does doesn't it <laughs> it does <laughs> <laughs> Got any actually? And, uh, <laughs> and a pound note. Pasties. We allowed to smoke on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We, Are we working? But we, outside. We, outside, right? Yeah, we're outside, getting, outside, we're getting yeah. paid a fortune and we're working, <laughs> so we don't have to. No. I went to the party with my three friends. I 
nurse and a porter and a man with no hands But if I hear that oxy pump I'll have to jump and leave my seat Yeah I can't control my feet I can't control my feet I can't control my feet Give me a drink of the flavor of night a great monochrome set with I Can't Control My Feet and that's off their brand new album Platinum Corals which has just been released now and um, I'd recommend you getting that because it's a great record I hope you like that Fantastic Steve yeah, I like great. That. Well, Dancing good. Feet Yes, I'll vote for that I Can't Control My Feet Any more And you couldn't control your feet <laughs> I can't earlier. control myself <laughs> I couldn't control my bladder just <laughs> <laughs> Right, so um, what's been happening with us then over the past couple of months since we've done the last podcast? Adam, I mean, you've been busy with the Jetsonics. Yeah, busy gigging. Um, got about four or five new songs on the go. Debuted a couple of them recently. And, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of gigs coming up you might want to talk about. Ah, yes, we've got some specials, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, but we saw you at the Grey Horse in Kingston yep. a couple of weeks ago, and that Great was I think, probably your best gig, if I may say that. Thank you very much. While you slipped me a fiver. Yes. Under the table. And you debuted, <laughs> no, not debuted, no, you played at Croydon with your new look, didn't you? Your we new, did indeed, yes. Slimline, streamlined look. 
Yeah, we, we decided to look like a band, not like just some people that walked up off the uh, from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked good actually. Yeah, I think yeah. you're probably the best. I think I've seen you anyway, and you played a couple of good new songs as well. Yeah. Mm. And are you recording anything now? Um, we're just booking in a recording session. We've got three new songs. We've got uh, Chelsea Drugstore, White Capri, and Night of the She Wolf to record. Mm. They were good. Mm. And you played them all at the. Grey Horse. We did, it? yes. Yeah, it was good. And that was that was a good turnout there, wasn't it? Pretty good. It was a good night there. Yeah. And you had another good night recently, didn't you? Well, it was a Retroman Podrophenia Blastoff with Biff Bam Pow, a local yeah. South End band playing covers with a with a Hammond organ that uh, is split in two and carried in by uh, four people, amazingly, and then uh, and then kind of welded together on the spot. <laughs> and uh, stuck together and played. It was amazing. They were a fantastic cover band mm. and um, great, great support for uh, the Lem Prize 3 who came mm. on and uh, quite honestly blew everybody away, didn't they, Steve? It was a great night. I mean, it was one of the, it was one of those just, just perfect nights, really. You know, it was a wonderful venue, you know, and the support band, like I said, they were great, really set the scene, had a good, good local crowd as well. And then Price 3 placed pretty much straight afterwards. And then we had a great DJ set from the Podrafini guys, Mondo and Piley. And uh, so it was a, a little bit of a, a sort of link up between me and the Podrafini guys and also Fee Jacobs at the railway. She did a great job. And um, it's good to see a real venue. You know, they really care about music there. They've great got pub. bands on every day of the week. They've got, you know, the great beers on tap, lovely staff. Mm. And the locals were friendly. It was, was a great night. She'll have to take an excursion. Yeah, you have to try and get yourself booked yeah. in for a gig there, mate. You know, I'll, I'll, I want to go back there. No, I'll tell you what, one thirty they were, they had to physically sort of start throwing people out yeah. there, didn't they? People just didn't want to go. That's true. I mean, it was it was a really it good was night. still rammed. Yeah. And we've had some really good comments back from people, mm. and um, I said it was a good night. So mm. check the the railway out that you can have a look at their website on railwayhotelsos.co.uk and also have a listen out to the Podrafina radio show which goes out on Chance Radio every Tuesday from 9 p.m. to 10:30 and also the support band Biff Bang Pow you can look at them on Facebook or MySpace but really enjoyed it and just like to say thanks to everyone involved and here's a little track we're going to throw in that we uh, we all like this is the Dickies with Give It Back the opening track on the Incredible Shrinking Dickies album.
And we've got some news now for you. Um, I'm pleased to announce that we're going to do another Retroman blog special night at the Half Moon in Putney on May the 4th. And we're going to do a repeat of last year's uh, show. We've got um, the great mod band Past Tense and followed by the Jetsonics. Really? Yes, Adam. And headlined by the wonderful Lem Price 3. And um, it was such a success last year that they want us back. And we want to go back. And we hope you do too. So that's May the 4th. And Sophie Lowe has um, got a poster exhibition on at Rough Trade East in Brick Lane from April the 2nd through to the 29th. Um, if you haven't seen Sophie's great rock and roll posters, then you you really got to check them out. Uh, have a look at her website, sophielowe.com. And she's also designed the poster for the Lem Price 3 Jetsonics and Past Tense gig at, uh, at the Half Moon on May the 4th. So um, we're really pleased to have uh, Sophie on board uh, uh, helping us out with that. Uh, and I recommend you going down to Rough Trade East. And it's a night of exclusives. Um, we're pleased to announce finally that uh, we're working with uh, another great lineup at the Half Moon in Putney, this time on the 30th of June. And we're having a bit of a punk rock legends night. We have got the members headlining, and um, they are now featuring Rat Scabies from the Damned on Drums. And we're also having, uh, oh, who's that? The Jetsonics again. Oh, Adam. Hooray! Hooray. <laughs> and, and we will also have support from Moniker and Explosion, who feature Paul Slack, the original UK sub bassist. So um, we are going to have a bit of a punk rock legends night there. It's going to be awesome. Yep. As American people say. That's right, Adam. And you're there again. (laughs) Yeah. And this looks good. Um, There's um, an event on at White Waltham Airfield in Maidenhead um, in August. It's called the Retro Festival. uh, No relation. And that's uh, running three days in August, the 10th to the 12th. Um, And this looks good. It's sort of like a big get-together, all all things retro, really. Sort of 50s, 60s. You know, it's going to be sort of... um, all different stalls and uh, designers, um, cars, motorbikes, music from all different eras. So it looks really good. And um, they're going to have a special stage, uh, the Ricky Tick stage. So dedicated to the old 60s um, club. And they're going to have original DJs from the 60s. Um, sort of Martin Fuggles will be uh, doing a set. And sort of bands as well, Jim Jones Review. And the old classic Gino Washington will be appearing as well. So... Uh, keep an eye out on that on www.retrofestival.co.uk. And we've got another couple of emails here to read out. Um, uh, we've got some lovely messages from people, and I uh, said so we do appreciate it. We've got uh, Stephen Hughes from the Mod Generation that said a great start, looking forward to more. Thanks, Stephen. And this is a good one here. We have got um, Christopher Dawes, who's the journalist and author known as Push, uh, on his blog. He did a Really nice review of the of the first edition of the of the podcast. So we really appreciate that. And he said here, um, it's a confident start and no mistake. The Retrosonic One playlist takes in American psychedelic solsters, the Chambers Brothers, Aussie punk pioneers, the Saints, and Mancunian power popsters, the Fast Cars. And Steve's got some quality guests with him in the studio as well. Rock photographer Paul Slattery, who is maybe best known for his shots of the Smiths and Oasis, and the walking punk encyclopedia that is Adam Donovan from the Jet Sonics. <laughs> and then he says, well, when I say studio, I'm not sure they actually are in a studio because there's a big log fire crackling away in the background. Um, great. So thanks for that, um, Push. That's great. And you can also check Push's blog. It's called Push Blog. And also, we, we know that he's a, a 
Well, he's done the book with Rat Scabies, hasn't he? Um, yeah, Rat Scabies and Holy Grail. A lot of it's set in, uh, yep. in my manor of Brentford. Yes, yeah. Well, did they find the Holy Grail in Brentford? No, no, just the Ark of the Covenant, I think. Oh, OK, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for that, Chris. And as I said, uh, keep your comments coming in. What's your favourite gig then, ever, Steve? My all-time gig? Yeah. Ah, yeah, I know, you're right. It's difficult when you put on the spot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, just off the top of my head now, because we're lucky enough to have the exclusive, and they yeah. are my favourite band, is probably the soundtrack well, of our lives. Oh, right, we didn't play anyone. I thought it was one of mine. <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're in there, mate. You're in there. Yeah, but I would say probably the first time, the first time I ever saw Soundtrack of Our Lives uh, at the Cargo, small nightclub type venue in East London, and um, mind blowing. Took it, it, just unbelievable to see a band. You know, reasonably late in my life, yeah. you know, in terms of my musical career, um, and just be absolutely. Blown away. Well, that was the first time you ever saw. Yeah, and it reignited my love for music. Yeah. It got me back into music. Got me meeting new people again. Got me back into the in the scene. And they were just so awe inspiring. And I know Paul, you you know you've you said you've seen some of the great bands over the years, and you were impressed by soundtrack as well. You know, yes. weren't you? Soundtrack were an amazing band. I went to see them first time at the Bush Hall, and uh, yeah, six piece band of course. Um, but a six-piece band that sounds like a rock orchestra, and on stage they have got just got so much charisma. Yeah, they're probably one of the most charismatic bands you can possibly ever see. Without a doubt, uh, you know, apart from the fact of having they've got Ebert on the front of the stage, who's this this huge character wearing this monk's outfit with this great beards and he's looming over everybody at the front of the band uh, at the front and um of course you've got you've got everybody in the band jumping and leaping around yeah. yeah i mean i would imagine it would be like seeing you seeing like the clash at their prime and the who in their prime all on stage at the same time yeah. <laughs> it's that sort of thing you know you've got this visual assault the drummer is is the best rock mm. drummer around at the moment frederick and yeah even Martin Hederos, the keyboard player, he's playing his keyboard like a lead guitar. You've got the two guitarists going. Martin's mind blowing. Great pianist. He is mind blowing. Martin. Martin. Yeah. He is, yeah. he's, he's really good. So they come over so I can see them then because I, oh, I yes. do like them on record. Yeah, I mean, you, you two guys have uh, put me onto them, and I've really liked what I've heard. Well, hopefully they'll be playing again with the, the launch of the new album, which uh, more of that a bit a bit later. We have an exclusive track from the new album coming up soon. Um, but definitely I'm sure they'll be playing over here again and cool. um, recommend anyone to catch them live. Right, for all information on the featured um, bands and bits and pieces, you can check out the blog, retromanblog.com. And um, have a look on there. You'll see lots of news, features, photographs, especially lots of exclusive from Paul Slattery. And um, all the links to bands and everything. Check out the website, get involved, drop us a line. With any comments that you have, you can send us an email on retrosonicpodcast at gmail.com. So thanks for listening, and um, that's a good night from me, Steve from Retroman Blog. And good night, Adam. Good night. And Paul. And good night for me. Good night. And talking about Soundtrack of Our Lives, we've got some good and bad news. Um, The good news is they've got a brand new album out called Throw It to the Universe, which is released on EMI in Sweden on the 18th of April. 
Um, that is the great news, but then there is a slight uh, hint of sadness with it in the fact that they've announced now that it's actually going to be their last album, probably, and that the band are going to disband at the end of, end of this year. Um, they'll play some dates um, to support the album, and maybe there's another EP to follow, but um, at the end of 2012, that's it for the soundtrack of our lives. So... Um, I'd say that, that's a bit of bad news, but obviously we've got the new album to look forward to, and we're very pleased to announce that we've been granted an exclusive play of a track from the new album. Um, this is called Busyland. Thank you. 